0: Hello and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and His purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from Lead Pastor Jamie Miller. So we are just really excited. I'm excited. And about this time about this season that we're entering into as a church. We've never done anything like this before. Right now, I want to go ahead and ask the ushers to come around with the booklets. These are Nathan booklets and want everybody to have one. If you don't already have one, these are going to be something you're going to want to have with you for the next five weeks. I want you to write your name. There's a space to write your name in the front of this. Um, There is a, a section in there for vision, why we're doing what we're doing, why Nathan, why, why that word and um, the theology behind that, which is really awesome. It's just the image of God and the story of God. So uh, the, the vision piece, there's a section in there for uh, the message notes from the sermons that we'll be preaching this, this week and then the next four weeks as well up through November 17th. There's a section in there for life group questions. You want to may want to take that with you to life group because those are the questions we'll be looking at as we go through. All of this is, uh, you know, one of the things I love about this is all interconnected with all of our ages, from, from the youth to the high school, all the way through everything that we're doing. Really exciting on that front. We haven't been able to do that very many times. And then the last piece there, so you've got all of that. The last piece there that you're going to want to make note of is this this commitment card. And we're going to hold on to these. I want you to put this in a special place because ultimately what we're going to be doing on an advanced commitment night, November 3rd, and then on finally when we all do this together on November 17th is uh, just praying and seeking God. about where Our our goal is 100% engagement from everybody in the church and then also this secondary goal of being able to build out that building over there. It's just a, a great time of discipleship and generosity, and we are excited about it. Just a couple other ways to connect on this. Each week, for these next five weeks, there is a, 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 a Nathan Hub out in the lobby there, and you can somebody will be out there manning that. And if you like these shirts. Um, if you're visiting with us, I don't always preach in a t-shirt. It's just kind of stretching a little bit, um, but uh, and I, I came this morning early. Kim's not here to tell me not to say this part, so I, I came early, and they were like uh, they were like, uh, "No man, untuck it, untuck it." So I, 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 un, I just kind of young and hip, I guess, right? And uh, she she would so be going. She's with her twins somewhere around. Oh, there you are! There you are! And you are going. Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. Um, that's so funny. Where was I? Oh, Nathan Hub. If you want one of these shirts, they're out there. If you want to join us on this journey, feel free to go out there and get one. They are complimentary, and would love for everybody to have a shirt to join us on this journey. And also, there is a Nathan. Uh, website, nathaninitiative.com. It's got all the information from the series, the videos, the messages, all of that kind of stuff. All that information you need is going to be there on the website. Can you believe that we were able to secure the domain name, Nathan Initiative? Nobody had taken it. So, hey, praise the Lord. I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. Had Todd in here in first service, he goes, that's a preacher joke, and that's not going to be funny to everybody. So... Anyway, Nathan, here we go. This this word Nathan is, in case you're going, why Nathan? It's a a Hebrew word that's used over 1,800 times, and it means to give or given. And in this series, we're going to be emphasizing that we are given to God and given for others. He's done everything for us, and we want to be an everything, all in people. And our goal in this, and I'm going to keep saying this, but the goal isn't really just the the output of, or, or specific things you do, it's your heart. That every single person in this room's heart would be touched by God. And that you would, as cu- married couples, as singles, as college students, all of that, that you would just allow yourself to be touched by God. What is God calling you to do during this time? Kim, now I can look back there. Kim and I are in, and we're excited. It's been our joy to do this journey for almost 27 years now. And it's our joy. I, we This is unprecedented. We haven't done anything like this in the history of the church. And so I'm I'm excited to see what all the Lord is going to do. And I really believe that He's going to cultivate generosity in our hearts. There's going to be people that are going to be touched in a way that you've never been touched before. And it's going to cultivate not just generosity for now, but for us to be a generous people for a lifetime. And that's that's all about discipleship. It really is. It's just so connected to the heart of discipleship as you know a lot of times on Sunday mornings I a lot of times is not fully true. Every Sunday morning when we come in here and I'm preaching I have a main thing. I try to boil the whole sermon down to a soundbite. And so now I want to do that with the whole series, the whole Nathan Nathan series and it is this. Everything is given to share and multiply as grace for all people's so each one of those key words in there, everything, given, share, multiply, grace for others, is the, those are the titles of this, of the sermons. And we're doing that across, across the board through all the, through all the ages. And, uh, so like, uh, youth and the elementary, they've got buttons. They've got lanyards. And each week they're going to get a button. This week it's everything, then given. Then share, multiply, grace. I don't know if that's the order, but you know, it'll be, they'll get those buttons and you'll see them walking around. I may have to strap it on week five or, you know, just to show what's going on with the kids. But we're excited about that. Excited to unpack that over the next five weeks. And the thing I love, you guys, is that the Nathan initiative is connected to the character of God. Saying we're given to God, given for others is it's it's saying we want to be a people that are in the image of God, that God from before creation, Father giving himself to the Son, the Son giving himself to the Father in their shared love and communion in the Holy Spirit. That's the way God is. That's the way God is. And we want to be that kind of a Nathan type of people. And hopefully over the course of the next five weeks, but then in through these next two years, to say Nathan is going to give more meaning to what it means to be a people that are shaped into the very image of God and the story of God. One of the things I love about Nathan is I started doing the study, the word natan in Hebrew. It's used over 1,800 times, and you can literally tell that the, the story of god by looking at those words that god gave the fruit bearing trees to adam and eve in the garden of eden that god gave a promise to abraham that through him all the nations of the earth would be blessed that's nathan that god gave nathan the the land to the israelites that god gave a promise to david that through his family through his seed through one of his sons would be on the king uh, would be on the throne and would reign forever and ever isaiah says it this way that for us For unto us a Son is born. Unto us a Son is given. Natan. There's that word again. And the government will be on His shoulders. And of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. And this promise goes on and on through the prophets. And Jesus ultimately comes, the given One, the Son that is given for us in His incarnation, life, ministry, death, resurrection, ascension, and His return. It is God giving Himself to us. This is... Such a beautiful picture of the love of God. And here's what I want us to get as we go through this time together is that, that you really can't separate the love of God from the generosity of God. Those things go together. For God so loved that He gave. We'll talk about giving next week, but I want to go ahead and just say, wow, generosity goes with love. God's love is His generosity, that it, from before the creation of time, God was, had a plan to adopt us, to give us a place in His very family. Isn't that just a blow away? I mean, and, and everything that we have, everything, that word, everything is from the Lord. There's nobody living on planet Earth that is not sustained, held together by the word of the power of King Jesus. He holds all things together by the word of His power. There's nothing that's been created without Him that has ever been created. It's all in and through and by and for Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. going to start preaching in a minute. So what I'm talking about here is a theology of first, that God would be first in our lives. Is God first? Matthew 6, Jesus says, you can't serve both God and money. Mammon, something else you can't have a competing allegiance. God wants to be first, and so with all that we are and with all that we have, we want God to be first in our lives. Just imagine that God truly and really and in a clear way, in a distinct, real, absolute way, God is first. Isn't that a great thought? Just Lord, do that in our lives. And here's this isn't the main thing, but it's another kind of a main thing. God wants us to know that everything that He has is ours. Everything I have is yours. And that everything we have is from Him. Everything that you have is from God. And so He's calling us into a life where we recognize that. A win for today would be recognizing that everything that we have is from God and and for God and for His purposes. And for, these purposes are ultimately about people. For people that will be in eternity with us. That's what's going on here in the new creation. That's what's happening. But in order for us to see that, we have to see that God is the source of our very life. You, you, you can't be generous if you don't think you have something to give. And just like we talk all the time about uh, the, the love of God, You have to talk also that way about the generosity. God is the nonstop, never-ending Niagara of love that's pouring into your life so that you have some love to give. God is the nonstop, never-ending source of our provision in life so that we have something to give. And again, it's not the specific thing in your life, but it is, oh my goodness, I've been touched by the love of God, by the generosity of God, by the grace of God. And so here's the main thing. God wants us to know that everything He has is ours, and our generosity flows out of that fullness. So He gives, and we give out of that. We don't give out of a scarcity mentality. We give out of the abundance of how God blesses us and gives. We are blessed so that we can be a blessing to the earth around us. That's the promise that He gave through you. All nations, others, peoples will be blessed. And today, we want to pause and we want to ask, what would life be like if we knew that God gives everything to us? What would life be like? That's the question I ultimately want to finish with today. What would life be like if we believed that God gave everything for us? How would that set us free from anxiety and fear, depression, fear about the future, fear about All the different stuff, we get uptight and anxious and then it spreads into our circles of influence and then that creates more anxiety. What if we became a a people of the presence of God's peace? Because we were experiencing that peace and that understanding of who He is. It's powerful. you know. Part of the fall in Genesis 3 is that Adam and Eve believed a lie about God, that God isn't good. And so even as we talk about the fact that Everything I have is yours. We're going to look at that. It's like there's a lie that we need to overcome about God as we believe the truth. The truth will set you free. But you've got to like wake up and go, you know, where are the lies I'm believing as well? So all that's happening. We can't be generous if we don't think we have something to give. So here we go. Turn to Luke chapter 15. This is the parable of the prodigal son. And I'm going to get to down to the ver- verse 31 and 32, and for the sake of time, I'm just going to tell the story. But in my Bible, there's a title right above the, 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 the verses that wasn't in the original text. So somebody came in and added a title, the parable of the lost son. And so I've written in here the parable of, and I've written in two of the two lost sons. I added another title. I mean, but you could put all kinds of titles over this story, right? I mean, this could be the parable of the father's Love, or the parable of the prodigal son, or the parable of the grace of God, or the parable of the father's forgiveness, or the parable of the partying God, or the parable of the, of the, the, the parable of the generous father. That's what I'm actually going to call it today. The parable of the generous father. Isn't that a good title? Because the parable of the generous father is like talking about the father's love, and that's what's going on here in this story. The younger son comes to the father. And by the way, this is one of the clearest stories of Jesus uh, telling what the father's like. This is Jesus going, this is what the father's like. So the younger son comes to the father, give me my share of the estate. He gives it to him and he goes off. I don't know if he ran off quite like that, But, but he goes off. And he squanders that wealth in wild living, prostitutes and all that. He's broken and destitute, ends up in a pigsty for a Jewish guy. That's the lowest of the low pigsty and even desiring the food that pigs are eating. And he suddenly wakes up, comes to his senses and says, how many of my father's uh, hired men have food to spare and here I am starving to death. I'm going to go back to my father and repent. So he heads back and the father sees him a long way off and goes running and grabs him and hugs him, throws the robe on him, puts a ring on his finger. Kill the fatted calf. We're going to have a party because my son who was lost his back. He was dead and he's alive. He was lost and he's found. And the older brother starts coming in. He's hearing the party, the sound of dancing and music. And he just think frumpy, older brother put out. It's like, father comes out. what do you do? Come on in. No, all this time I've been slaving for you. Not one time you've given me a calf so I could have a party with my friends. I'm not going in there. And then verse 31 and 32, the end of the story, the parable. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours, Was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Now, just let's get this. My son, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. And that is something that Jesus wants us to know. He's like, there's no one that knows the father but the son. He is the revelation of the father to us. And He wants us to know something. There's something we don't know about the truth of who the Father really is that Jesus is putting on display here. And it is that everything I have, the Father says, is yours. Huge, huge thing that we need to get. One of the things I love to do, one of the things we do in our discipleship around here, Discovery Bible studies and things, is to ask, what does this passage say about God? So just think about that. What does this passage say about God, about the Father? What does this passage say about us? About us as His people? And, and maybe we see ourselves in the story of the younger son or the, the older son. It's, it's easy to, and maybe who's been both, you know? I, I think I've been both. And, and, uh, but then also, what does it say about what we do? How do we obey this? How do we respond to what we're seeing? And so there really is a lot going on here. There's stuff going on about the heart of the Father. There's stuff going on in our own hearts as we learn to respond. There's stuff going on about how we obey and how we walk this thing out. You know, it's interesting. I, I just part of it I'm thinking, why did the older brother have to hear that? Everything I have is yours. Why did the and it's really two sides of the same coin. The the father's demonstrating incredible generosity with the younger son. He gives him his share, and then he comes back and he loves on him, and and he and then he he's gonna. It's like he's given him more. He can't out. He can't the the son can't be out given by God. God's gonna keep giving to him, and the son. And I think part of it is it's kind of two sides of the same coin, but the younger son has a scarcity mentality. Anybody identify with that? Just just give me my portion, and I'm coming over here and I'm gonna try to hold on to it. But the flip side of that coin is the older brother is saying uh, not just i'm going to take it, but I think it's all mine, and if somebody else takes something that's mine, I'm trying to hold on to it. Make sense you know and in both it's kind of same sides of the same coin, and what we want to get to here is, do we really believe that God's given us everything? Do we really believe that? What would life look like if we just went through life and just, I mean, I think it would affect the way we spend money. I think it would affect the way we look at the stuff that's just sitting in different parts of our house or the attic or different places, accounts. Just what if ev- we saw everything as under God's banner, under God's reign? Our houses, our cars, our guitars. It's a personal one. Um, amps, you know. Somebody say something, help me, help me out. something a thing, person place, or thing, just everything's under. okay you're not participant today, that's all right um, just everything's under God so there is part of the love of God, you guys, that can only be understood as we understand that God is giving and, and in our own giving we there's part of. Give, uh, the, the love of God, if we're going to understand that there's a part of it that we can't understand unless we learn to give. Because really, love itself and God Himself is defined as love, and love is defined as giving. It's, it's all intermixed. For God so loved the world, what did He do? How did He show us that He loved the world? He gave. And so it's in our there's a part of us learning to connect the dots. I can't be a stingy person and be growing in love. So God's calling us to more. He's calling us to a deeper discipleship, to a deeper love, to a deeper generosity. The parable of the generous father. Why Nathan? That's why we want to be involved in this. That's why we want to learn to be that God's given us everything, everything I have is yours. And to learn to be a uh given to God ourselves and all that we have and all that we are and given for others. Um you know, in the providence of God, there's this uh there's this uh some guys up in um, Portland, and they do this thing called the Bible Project. Anybody ever heard of the Bible Project online? And and it's really interesting that just a couple days ago they released a new video on generosity. So you can look. Maybe we'll show it here on one of these Sundays. But I mean, it's so good. And I'd already listened to the podcast back in May. And they're, they just kind of talk things through. Um, there's a Ph.D. guy named Tim. And then there's this other normal guy named John. And, and John just goes, so you mean like da-da-da-da? And he goes, yeah, it's kind of like that. He this so the guy did his Ph.D. in Hebrew. And he's real smart. But he talks, and and I just I love it. I, I think that's the way podcasts ought to be done, or at least on theology, because it's a conversation, and that's the way theology actually really works. Because you can always I could go da 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 da, and then you could go yes, but da 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 da, and I would have to go da 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 da. Having fun with this and uh, but it's a it's a dialogue it's it's a it's a conversation and that's the way that's the way theology works that's the way they do this and so they came up with this this video just hits and i can't remember if it's in the video or just from the podcast but they said it's like god god's generosity is like he's a a generous host of an incredible party and so he's this and there's there's plenty for everyone but because of the fall And they're literally just kind of working this out on the podcast. They're like, yeah. So, like, but in the fall, then, like, some guys get an idea to take some of the appetizers and take them over here to a separate room because then we'll have enough because we might not have enough for a rainy day or some of our family's needs or something that might come up one day. And so, hey, quick, get some more appetizers. They get some more stuff. And before long, they've stockpiled and hoarded some stuff over here and missed out on the fact that God's this generous God that he wants it to be for all people everywhere and not to hold on we're going to be talking about all of this sharing and multiplying for grace to everyone that's what that's what God's plan you know is is for us and so just absolutely a huge deal and so this this whole series is is a bold invitation for all of us to participate I, I, there's no apologies here i am inviting on behalf of god i'm inviting everyone to participate because that's what he's inviting us into he's inviting me he's inviting Kim and we've been we've had a long time a lot longer probably than a lot of you guys to think about what are we going to do and you know, what's going to be our one time thing what's going to be our the, the increase of, of our normal giving over the course of these next two years and we're excited about that we've never had this this opportunity quite like this to participate. Because God, we want God to be first in our lives in everything, in all of our spending, in everything. Everything I have is yours. And uh, so here's the challenge this next week. Would you just take these next seven days and just say, look at, look at life, look at your stuff, look at your house, cars, accounts, whatever, and say, Lord, is this yours? And, and Lord, I want this to be yours. I want my spending to be yours. To be under you. I want my life to be under you. I want my thinking and all that I am to be under you, to be it for it to be under uh the dome where you reign in the kingdom. Does that make sense? That's that's what we're going for here. The younger brother, he had a scarcity mentality. The older brother, it's all mine, you know, and there's a way of us moving out of dehumanizing the dehumanizing of the younger brother by the older brother by seeing that people matter not holding on to it but us being a generous people that's the image of god that nathan type of people is the image of god and it relates to uh you know even the younger brother who's just going it's a it's a scarcity if i could just get these scraps and just kind of come over here and and nibble on this little bit when god's wanting to pour out so much blessing in and through us everything I have is yours uh, a couple of weeks ago Graydon was uh, we were talking about this and Graydon's uh, was telling a story about Natalie I wish we had a she's just so cute you know <laughs> she is so cute and uh, and uh, he said yeah uh, Natalie comes to me with a box of Kleenex just and just offers me a box of Kleenex just randomly and just smiles at me. And he, she, he was like, oh, heart melted, a box of Kleenex. Thanks, Natalie. <laughs> it was his box of Kleenex, but thank you. She just offering it back to him. And then next, she saw that worked out good. So then she went, she got a computer and she brought a comp- laptop computer to him and smiling, you know, same kind of basic Kleenex computer. And he's like, it's all mine anyway, you know, right? and, and, But it was just like a picture of us just saying, Lord, it's all yours. Everything we have is yours. And we offer you the Kleenex and we offer you the computer. We offer you the car and the house. On the house thing, another story. I was this week, uh, just had had a great week. Got some good lunches with some different people talking about some of the stuff that just encouraging people, some of the stuff that happened in the city. And, and on Wednesday, I uh, got picked up here about two o'clock in the afternoon by uh, some guys from Waco Carl Gulley and Pat Murphy, one of the elders there, and Vincent Carpenter, one of the, the family pastor. And we were we all, the four of us, what a fun car ride! But we all rode up to uh, the Norman uh, Board of Advisors meeting. We were talking about the Lord and everything. We get up there. And we're staying with a family there at the church that's just one of the most generous, like truly joyfully generous, just big, gigantic heart-hearted people. And and she was showing us a tour of her new house, and it was it was nice. It was nice. I was like, wow, you know, one of the the laundry room was in one of the magnolia books, and I was like, okay, cool. Cabinets are pink. It didn't do a lot for me, but um, kidding. It was it was fun, and but what I realized was there's really not many days when nobody's when somebody is not staying at that house. Not only are they generous, extremely generous with their resources and their, but they're generous with their stuff, and they're generous even you know for the introverts in the room with their very lives. Like she said, yeah, somebody's not to see somebody didn't stay here last night, but there's usually somebody with them. Like, so, like a girl down the street has four college friends that are coming in uh, and they were going to be there the next four nights and she goes, then after that, there's a pastor coming in from California and he's going to be here for a week and yeah, that's just kind of the way we roll. And she's an extrovert and she gets joy out of being there and being all 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 in. I know my lovely wife just is sometimes just like, and I've done people as much as I can do. I need to <laughs> lay down on the couch and recover you know, is, is anybody else identify with that? Is it just a few, yeah, introverts, right? <laughs> it's great, it's great, and, and there's not one right way of doing it. But the, the point is, I was I was driving back, and I was, or actually, while she was giving us a tour, I thought, what a picture of generosity, because I already knew they were generous people in terms of giving, but with their very lives. Sometimes it's it's hard to just always have somebody in your space, and yet that's a kind of generosity. Of resource of time of our very lives, and that 's what god's calling us to. one of the things I want to just just challenge us about on this is even with these commitment cards there's a space on here, you know, my normal giving, my expanded giving, and then down down below that, uh, gifts from my stored resources and it's just like it's just a way of going, Lord is everything under you you know is this is this thing that's been sitting there in the attic or whatever, just is it for you? And want every, just like, God, what would you do? God, what would you do? Just something wild, something that I've never done before, something big, fun, crazy, God, a God thing. God, would you do that? And, uh, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll finish with this. Um, let's, uh, again, that challenge of, Let's go through this next week and say, Lord, is everything yours? Let's just do that, just with joy. Lord, is everything yours? Uh, Wesley, uh, John Wesley, years ago, they had a, a thing they called the Holy Club, and they had 22 accountability questions that they asked each other. And if you're feeling like really super spiritual and like there's no room for growth in your life, go read Wesley's uh, 22 questions from the Holy Club. But one of them is, have I prayed about the money that I spend? Do I pray about all the money I spend? And i thought, like, man, that's that's good. Lord, help us. Lord, help us that everything would be under You. And what would happen if we did this? Just a little bit of dreaming here, but what would happen if every single person that calls Antioch home, if we all said, everything is Yours, we're in. Lord, we want to be in with You. All that You have given to us, we want to be that kind of a loving generous, knowing the non-stop Niagara that's pouring into our lives so that we can generously pour that out to others. And wouldn't that be awesome? To be an everything. To be a Nathan type of people. Amen. Y'all stand up. Thank you, Lord. Worship team, come on up. Ministry team, come up. And if you're visiting with us, we do this at the end of every service. We just take some time to pray and respond to God. And you know, one of the things from this message is just going to be Lord, Lord, help us to understand that everything is yours. And I know that's kind of a that's a bold prayer, but it's kind of like a salvation prayer at the same time. You know, for those if you've come from a radical situation where you experienced like that younger brother, the grace of God and you were going to die and then suddenly you saw Jesus, it's 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 sometimes that's easier to go I'm all in because death was my only other option. Sometimes for us when we get into older brother kind of times of life, we need to just say, Lord, help me. Help me to see that thing that You're speaking to me, that everything that You have is mine. You've just given everything. So it may be waking up to that. And it may be that what we need prayer about today is the things that come against that. The lies, the fears, the anxieties about the unknowns in the future, the unknowns that are going on in the world around us. Lord, would You just meet us in those places? That might be something You need. And, and whether it's starting the journey or continuing the journey, we all have to... It's, this, is, this is the Christian life. is re-upping and saying, Lord, I'm in. I, I don't know what all the future brings, but I'm in with You. Just like You saved me, You're saving me and You will save me. Lord, would You meet us here today? Father, help us, God. We need You so much. Would You empower us, Lord, with the knowledge that You've given us everything, that we would be an everything, generous, loving people, Lord, that You would use to change the world. In the name of Jesus, Lord, do it. Amen. So let's press into the Lord here. Front's open. Get prayer. And again, as always, if you have a prayer need that's not even what I talked about, you know, just feel free. Man, come get prayer. Let's press into God. And get prayer with people that you came with. But just let's stir it up. Lord, stir it up here in the name of Jesus. Stir up life change. Stir up hope. Stir up a knowledge that everything that you have is ours. That you want to send on that generosity and that love in Jesus' name. Amen. Go for it, you guys.